the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. 4.04 on a gorgeous Thursday afternoon here in springtime. All is well. Kath, um, how about those Bucks? They've won again. Yeah, they have. Yeah, as you know, we're we're giant baseball fans here, so we we tend to sort of chime in when things are going good because we suffered for a Listen, long time. Listen, we whine a lot when things are going badly. <laughs> yes. Anyway, all is well in Buckleland. All right, it's just it's, it's an incredible story. It is incredible. Mitch so. Keller looked amazing yep. today. They all did, right? Oh my it's gosh, what it's such a fun team. And the thirty-three-year-old rookie played, got what? in the game. You know, they show the games again yeah, on AT&T Sports. So I am completely geeked about being able to sit down and watch it tonight. What time will it be on? Uh, mm, I think it starts at 7.10. Okay. Around 7. Thing. All right, good, yeah. Because the first inning is excellent. Yeah, or maybe it's 6.30. Very nice. All right, uh, listen, uh, sad news. Um, we'll talk about that. Dick Grote uh, yep. has passed away. Yep. He, of course, it was a fan. Uh, we are big fans of Dick Grote. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go back and re-air an interview. Yeah, we talked to uh, Dick Grote uh, in 2015, I think, on the day of Faith Night. Mm-hmm. And he was kind enough to join us. It was a really fun interview. And so we're going to air that in our 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, Pittsburgh icon. Yeah, so icon. The great, clearly, by far the greatest athlete to ever come out of this area. Yep, without a doubt. I, I mean, and I, he's part of my top four at four today. Okay. And I'll, I'll detail some of the things. If you're not familiar with Dick Grote's name, uh, you're going to be really shocked. Good. I mean... Before there was a, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of who I would even put in his category. I don't, I can't think of anybody I would put in his category. There are only, I think there are only 11 people who, 13, to play in the NBA and in the MLB mm-hmm. in history. It's very rarefied air. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. I played on Dick Road Field when I was a kid. I met him at an all-star game, at a little league all-star That's game. That's it, when you were a kid? Yeah. That's up so in the awesome. In really? Yeah, Dick Road Field. And he would show up. We're all excited. That's so great. Very nice. Okay, so let's uh, let's look at the news. Okay. okay. Without further ado, then, please, Kath, uh, the news stories of the day. Here's the top four at four. For Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Number one. As John just said, Dick wrote the National League MVP for the 1960 World Series champion Buckos and College Hall of Fame star in both baseball and basketball. <laughs> died early this morning at UPMC Presby. He was 92 years old. Dick Grote recently informed that he would be inducted into the Pirates Hall of Fame class of 2023. Later that same day, John, he had to be hospitalized. Mm. 
ultimately died from complications related to a stroke. Um, he was five foot 11, 180 from Swissvale, as you said, two-time All-American basketball player at Duke, the number three overall pick in the 1952 NBA draft before he decided to amass over 2,000 hits, winning two World Series rings, becoming a five-time All-Star during a 14-year Major League career, primarily with the Buccos and the hated Cardinals. Cardinals whatever. Traded into the Cardinals. As I said, one of only 13 athletes to play in both the NBA and the MLB. Um, shortstop for the Bucks, 52 to 62, um, the first player ever inducted into both the college basketball and baseball halls of fame. Love him. Radio color commentator for for Pitt Basketball Forever. Youngest of five kids, born November 4th, 1930 in Wilkinsburg. Later starred at Swissvale High School. Um, He said, listen to this. He said, uh, ironically, I only played two years of Duke baseball. And we won the conference both years. And then we went to the College World Series. And then I came home on Sunday, signed with the Pirates Monday, joined the team Tuesday in New York, pinch hit Wednesday, and started every game after that. (laughs) And then led the Pirates in hitting. Don't forget about that. They were bad that year, but still. Uh, In his final home game at Duke in basketball, he scored a career-high 48 points against North Carolina. It's a school record that stood for 37 years and remains the most points ever scored against the Tar Heels. First player that Duke ever retired number-wise in Cameron Indoor. I mean, it's just outrageous. National League MVP in 1960. I mean, it just goes on and on. His friend, Bob Friend, said, I guess basketball's his favorite sport, but he was pretty good at baseball, too. I got to move on. There's much to say about Dick Grove. Um, join us in our 5 o'clock hour for an interview with him. Number two, Republican legislators in Kansas, John, have enacted what may be the most sweeping transgender bathroom law in the U.S. today, overriding the Democratic governor's veto of the measure. At least eight other states have enacted laws preventing transgender people from using restrooms associated with their gender identities, but most of them apply to schools. This one will apply to locker rooms, prisons, domestic violence shelters, and rape crisis centers. This law is different than most other states in that it legally defines male and female based on a person's reproductive anatomy at birth and declares that, quote, distinctions between the sexes in bathrooms and other spaces serve the important governmental objective of protecting health, safety, and privacy. Number three, a seventh grader in Michigan is being praised for quick thinking after taking control of a school bus after his bus driver lost consciousness. The situation unfolded yesterday while students were being transported home in Warren, Michigan, 30 minutes north of Detroit. During the ride, a bus driver became lightheaded, lost consciousness, and a quick-thinking 7th grade student saw the driver step to the front of the bus and help to bring it to a stop yes. without incident. Do it, kid. It's according to CBS News. And number four, a weird animal story for you. Yaya the giant panda on an airplane going back to China after spending 20 years at the Memphis Zoo. And that is your top four. Wait, wait, wait. At four. They brought him into Memphis 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Why is he going back? Yeah, yeah. Well, she. Yeah, yeah, came with her partner, uh, Lily. Uh, Lily recently passed away. Um, it was a loan agreement with oh. China. 
Um, and Lily passed away. Now the term agreement for the loan is up. I see. And so Yaya's going back right. a- along with a veterinarian who will manage her medical needs and a zoological officer who will handle mm-hmm. her husbandry requirements. <laughs> What's the life expectancy? Do you know? Uh, in the wild, uh, 15 years. In captivity, they can live to be 38. So Lala... Or- is 20 uh, it's yaya yaya thanks for <laughs> for keeping up <laughs> is it, is it's, it yaya, it's, yaya? Yaya, it's yaya and lily oh, okay. okay lily has passed away uh, died uh, in february uh they had a farewell party for yaya earlier mm-hmm. this month um very excited they said that she has become like family and will be sorely missed um and now she's on an airplane very nice now isn't like, is she going to remember China? She's been here for a long time. Maybe she likes Memphis. I don't know. We're just sending her back. Like a library book. It Thank you. Like, somebody, like a little stamp like right. in the back. It just seems wrong. I hope she's okay. 101.5 WORD. Imagine surprising your mom with $2,000. <laughs> If you're the winner in our $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes, you can. Enter up to once per day between now and May 11th to increase your chances of winning. For all she does, your mom is so worth it. Enter the $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes. Make your mom a winner today. Sign up at wordfm.com. Sponsored by Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop. The threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees. Like Rayma Christian School in Moon. 
If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Activists in corporate America, this is sort of the the rule of the day. You've seen this, and we'll go deeper into these things. But of, of course, right? We're we're all made to uh, to bow down to the culture. Well, Jerry Boyer is back with us. He's a regular guest on our show. Jerry is the host of the podcast Meeting of Minds, also the author of The Maker versus the Takers: What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Jerry, welcome back. How are things? Uh, things are good. How are things with you? We can't complain. Can't complain at all, especially because the Buckos are doing so well. It's oh, just yeah, making me sleep well at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Very good. Love very good. Yeah. Okay, Jerry. So uh, this is really interesting, and you've been talking about this for a long time about corporate America, activism in the boardroom, and our responsibility as shareholders in many of these companies to speak up. Talk about this this latest thing that's going on about pro-abortion proposals and Coca-Cola. Yeah, there's a slew of pro-abortion proposals um, this year. In fact, one of the groups on the left, as you saw, um, did a report recently in which they indicated that the fastest growing category of ESG proposals, we'll come back to what that is in a moment, but people are hearing it. They just don't quite quite know what it is yet. The fastest growing category of ESG proposals are health care, by which they mean abortion. Right. That's how they're characterizing mm. uh, abortion. Yeah, so if you go through and look at the at the databases for proposals under health care, those are abortion proposals. That's how they've um, recharacterized it. Um, uh, ESG is, is environmental, social and governance investing. And essentially, it's the invasion of politics into finance. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that people um, have wanted to do politically uh, where they've lo- they've lost. For example, we didn't join the Paris Accords and shut down our oil wells and our natural gas wells. Um, Yeah, under the Biden administration, there's been some regulation that's made it worse, but we have not decarbonized. Apparently, you can't get voters to say uh, we don't want energy anymore and we really like it cold and dark. Um, Hmm. And so they've lost in the political process. They've largely lost in the political process when it comes to Roe versus Wade. A number of elections over the years, presidential elections, senatorial elections, gave us a, a court that decided to go with a constitutional standard on Roe versus Wade and abortion, which is largely to give it to the states, which is clearly where the Constitution would put it, and not to make a decision for all 50 states, you know, nine people in black robes. Um, so they, they lost politically. They lost in front of the courts. They're losing in state legislatures for the most part, where a lot of state legislatures are passing restrictions on abortion. Some, of course, with their newfound freedom, have gone far worse, like, for instance, New York. Uh, But, you know, um, in the rest of America, there have been a lot of victories uh, for the sanctity of life. And so having lost a political question in the political sphere, they now try to use their disproportionate influence in New York and in finance uh, and with the big asset managers, the giants like BlackRock uh, or Vanguard um, or State Street, et cetera, and the big proxy services, which are the groups that actually do give the advice on this is the responsible vote or this is not, not they've what they've been doing is putting proposals on the ballot to try to get companies to use their influence 
to stop states from protecting the unborn. Like, for instance, maybe instead of expanding in North Carolina, we're not going to expand in North Carolina. We're going to take operations out of North Carolina or we're not going to give any money to any politicians. Maybe there's um, maybe there's a politician who's really great on water policy, which would be really good for Coca-Cola if the water prices were cheap. Um, uh, but because that person's also pro-life, no, you can't give them any money. Uh, so that's what they those are the kind of proposals they've been pushing. Uh, I've seen three of them this week. Uh, Coca-Cola. Um, there was one on uh, Pfizer today as well. Um, actually, there were two with Coca-Cola taking different angles. Um, and I attended those annual meetings, asked questions. In all cases, these resolutions lost. And in the case of the Coca-Cola abortion resolution, not only did it lose, but it only got 13 percent, which was the lowest wow. positive vote for anything they had on the ballot this year. Uh, so it was it was there was nothing else on the ballot. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that gets on ballots. Hmm. That, OK, know, let I mean, me break in and say that, yeah. you know, for people listening, you know, we've talked to you about this regularly, regularly over the last couple of years. But for people listening, they're thinking, wait, what does abortion have to do with Coca-Cola? Well, Coca-Cola said the same thing, and apparently so did the shareholders. What does abortion have to do with Coca-Cola? And so they make these tortured arguments like, well, if you do business, you're doing all this business in Georgia, and they've got a heartbeat bill, and if you don't do something about it, if you don't count the risk, then it will hurt your reputational risk, and maybe there'll be a boycott. Or, or often they make the argument, there was um, one last week where they made the argument, they do this with retailers a lot. Well, you know, if, if a woman has a baby, she might want to stay home and take care of that baby. And if she stays home and takes care of that baby, why she can't be in the cubicle at Coca-Cola um, making decisions or working a spreadsheet. Uh, or she can't be working in the bottling plant, you know, being a good corporate drone. She's going to go home and take care of the baby. And so you're going to have workforce problems. I mean, the problems with that are obvious. One of them is every new baby is a new customer. Mm, right. Right. I don't think we should be giving Coca-Cola to babies, um, <laughs> but they do have milk and yogurt products. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a potential. That baby is a potential customer, a potential lifelong customer. Uh, so, no, you're not, we don't lose when new people come into the world. Businesses don't have a problem when there are new people coming into the world. Oh, and they also have some energy drinks and some and some coffee products. And, you know, the new mom and dad probably could use some caffeine. So, you know, there's more demand going on here. Yeah. But, yes, some women drop out of the workforce and some never come back. But you know what? We only have a workforce shortage because of abortion. Seventy million people were taken out of the workforce, or that is to say, never allowed into the workforce in the first place. So all of these companies, it's really amazing to me to have pro-abortion activists saying, you know, you really need to be in favor of abortion because there's a work worker shortage. Well, you, hey, folks, you gave us the worker shortage. Mm. You're the one. There's 70 million after Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade was 50 years ago. Every person who was killed after Roe versus Wade would be 50 years or younger now. They'd all be of workforce age. And what I did is I, I did an analysis where I said make it made a chart of the you know work working age population, which is declining because we're getting older. And I said, what if we added those people back in? 
like for each year, mm-hmm. add back, you know, that so 20 years ago, you know, the, with the, whatever the abortion rate, if there are a million people were aborted 20 years ago, well, that's an extra million 20 year olds right now, for example. I just did that with each age cohort. And all of a sudden, we it looks incredibly healthy demographically, and there is no decline in the working age population for the foreseeable future. So to me, it's almost like it's a wonderful life, you know, where George Bailey is thinking about taking his life. Mm. And then you run, you know, the, the part of the movie is running the world without George Bailey, right? And in this particular case, you know, then we go back to normal, right? In this particular case, we did, we've done it without 70 million George Baileys. We, this is the Pottersville. We've created the Pottersville right. of taking those people out of our lives. Hmm. You know, and Clarence the Angel says, you know, a, a person leaves an awfully big hole. Well, 70 million people leaves an awfully big hole times 70 million. So it is an beyond arrogant for activists to be telling companies that they ought to be supporting pro-abortion policies because we have a worker shortage. Right. And apparently that argument was not persuasive. To anybody, which is why these um, these proposals, all of them so far have lost. But, Jerry, I'm glad you said this. You've said that the tide has turned because there was a period, a good long period, where corporate boards were being beholden to these activists. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And last year, there were a number of these abortion proposals, and they were typically getting 30 or 40 percent, which is a loss, but still way too high. Uh, and what happened is the proxy advisory services, and I may have had some small role in in talking to them about this, have, have you know, we reasoned with them to say, oh, come on, you shouldn't be supporting this. This is not a business risk. Mm-hmm, right. This is just an attempt to take their favorite issue and their political frustration with their inability to you know, connect with the electorate and turn it into a corporate issue. This is a definite no. And they have been recommending no votes. So 30 percent support. Goes or forty percent support goes down to fourteen. Thirty percent support's gone down to like uh, the proxy services changing their position is basically pulled thirty percent support away on these issues. So that's that's part of it is just kind of being in there and reasoning together and kind of sticking with it. And this is why I think Christians should really get out of the mode of just griping all the time. From a distance, we go off to our holy huddle and we talk about how bad Disney is because of the, you know, the parental rights and education bill and all the rest of it. We just talk about how bad woke capitalism is and everything. I understand that they're bad, but you don't change anybody that you don't talk to. Hmm. And we're talking about these companies. We're not talking to these companies. Mm -hmm. And we're not really going to change things until our first impulse is to talk to them rather than talk about them. Jerry Boyer is with us, host of the new podcast, Meeting of Minds. He's also the author of the book, The Maker Versus the Takers, What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Jerry, we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about more exciting topics in the financial realm. Locally here as well. Okay. Jerry Boyer, back with us, Thursday edition, Ride Home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 
My friends, Tom Lewis for Cross International with a great big thank you to everyone who gave in our campaign to reach, rescue, and bring hope and the gospel to children right there in Haiti, Guatemala, and Nicaragua through Cross International Partners. Your gifts are literally transforming lives. Now, there's still some work to be done. A lot of children waiting to be fed for the next year, receive clean water, a Christian education, other life-saving resources, and there's room for you to call right now, 866-806-2977. We've still got a lot of children in this campaign that need your help. You can give on the web as well at wordfm.com, the Cross International banner, or one more time, here's the number to call, 866-806-2977. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I'd mowed neighbors' lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister, but home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now while prices have dropped with a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. As a parent, you know you can't prevent every accident. Play it safe with the right equipment. Add a mouth guard to your child's sports or recreational equipment list to help prevent the impact of a painful and costly facial injury. Mouth guard should be fitted so it does not misalign the jaw. Lightweight, strong, easy to clean, properly sized, covering the upper and lower teeth and gums. If your child does sustain a facial injury, seek an evaluation from an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. OMSs are experts in handling injuries to the face, mouth, and jaws. Learn more at myoms.org. Cloudy tonight with occasional late-night rain. Tonight's low 53. Periods of rain tomorrow, a breezy morning at a high of 59. Periods of rain tomorrow evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies will see a low of 51. Rather cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 65. Sunday, periods of rain, some heavy. We'll see a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Back in our monthly conversation with Jerry Boyer, host of the new podcast, Meeting of Minds. Jerry, uh, I'm always interested in, in banking. Uh, my, my impression of bankers, and I know very little, is that it's a very conservative industry, that you know you invest your money in a bank, low interest rates, but you know easy growth. Uh, I recently read about J.P. Morgan, 
and their willingness to uh, turn a hard left and then freezing out people that they signaled as not being, you know, sort of approachable or uh, in line with left policies. Now, right. I, I read that and I also uh, read what, you know, your work with PNC here locally. PNC, of course, a major presence across the region. Can you talk about PNC and J.P. Morgan? Yeah. Um, the, uh, so we have a new word in our vocabulary, debanking. Yes. Uh, when somebody has their account canceled or has services removed uh, for reasons that don't have to do with you know, business judgment, um, for, say, political or religious reasons. J.P. Morgan Chase um, debanked or canceled the account of uh, Sam Brownback, who was a former governor, former senator and um, ambassador for religious liberty. Sam uh, started a, a religious liberty group. Um, and started up an account, and he, he and his wife drove down to the Chase Ranch, and they tried to deposit a check, um, and they said, sorry, the account doesn't exist anymore. Um, and um, they asked some questions. They couldn't really get answers. Um, I was representing some shareholders, and we asked questions, and we couldn't get answers. Alliance Defending Freedom asked questions, and they couldn't get answers. So I worked with a financial advisor to put a, a proposal on the ballot, uh, which will be at the J.P. Morgan Chase annual meeting on May 16th. They tried to block it with the Securities and Exchange Commission. They said, this is just ordinary business. This isn't something that shareholders should be weighing in on. And the Securities and Exchange Commission did not agree with them. Um, this is a matter of broad social impact. This is a matter of civil liberties. It's a big issue. Shareholders absolutely should have a say on it. Um, so I brought up a similar issue with PNC, which was yesterday had their annual meeting. Uh, they had canceled um, uh, an, uh, an account, I believe, or an event payment for a conservative group. They reversed themselves under pressure, but they have a pretty consistent history of coming down on the left side of issues. For example, opposing the Florida bill, which um, – uh, the parental rights and education, which said, hey, let's leave gender fluidity uh, out of the kindergarten yeah. um, discussion. You know, let's wait till fifth grade before we <laughs> before we explore your sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Maybe 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 not the first graders and the kindergartners. Um, and they, they endorse the Equality Act, which weakens religious freedom. And they've pretty much been maybe worse than a lot of the other big national banks when it comes down, comes down on the left side. And I just asked them about it. And they said, we, do, we don't make any decisions based on political viewpoints. Well, okay, here's the data. Show me where, you, where we're wrong. Where have you come down on the – where have you come down on the conservative religious side or the conservative moral side of an issue? Over and over again, they're coming down on the side of – the sexual liberation. They're coming down on the gender identity side, on, on that side of politics. And if there's contrary examples, we'd love to see those contrary examples. Uh, and so far, they haven't provided any. And that's what we that's what you almost always get. You say, here is a pattern of you coming down on one side of a whole bunch of controversial, hot button, divisive issues, abortion, LGBTQ, um, transition surgery, um, all, all the rest of it, uh, boy, you know, boys playing in boys and girls wrestling. Here's what here's what you've publicly said. This sure looks biased. We're not biased. What, but but why do you always come down this way? Mm -hmm. And they and there's always an answer like, well, we have a process. 
and it's a robust process, and it's a transparent, robust process that goes through you know, qualified committees where our transparent, robust process comes to conclusions. And it's like you've said nothing of substance. What, if, if the process, I don't know whether you think the process is fair, but if, if someone gives me a coin and I flip it, and it comes up heads. Okay, it came up heads. And I flip it again, and it comes up heads. And I flip it again. And I flip it 20 times, and it comes up heads. Don't tell me it's a fair coin. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. So can we get a closer look at that coin, please? And, and, and these proposals that I've been involved with basically say, we want to get a look at the coin. This transparent, robust process, who's on the committee? Who's making the decisions? Who do they talk to? Who are their experts that they use to help make these decisions? Because if real transparency would tell us who's actually making the decisions and how they make it, rather if I if I'm telling you if I tell you ten times I'm transparent, every one of those times was a time I could have actually been transparent, but I'm just too busy playing defense right. and pretending that I'm transparent. And these corporations have uh, many cases have been ideologically captured. The board might not be. The board is kind of out of the loop. The CEOs, in many cases, they're conservatives. Mm-hmm. But down there in the in the bowels of the bureaucracy, in the diversity, equity, inclusion department, in the ESG department, in the human resources department, there's somebody at Coca-Cola who decided that it's good human resources training to tell employees to be less white. Um, or with some of these other companies to tell employees that if they're Christian – they have religious privilege. And if you have privilege, whether it's racial privilege or religious privilege, then you can't speak on these issues. You are the oppressor, and you just have to shut up and listen while your sins are recounted, and you can't – and that's an, it's an unfair advantage. And you're fragile if you say, oh, wait a minute, that history isn't exactly accurate. So um, what we really need is shareholders to speak up so that boards and CEOs hear, because I think frequently a lot of these CEOs don't even hear about this stuff until it's brought up at an annual meeting or or they're sitting before Congress. And, you know, Marco Rubio says, by the way, you know, Mr. Diamond, um, you know, president of, of Big Bank, by the way, do you know that your bank did this? No, I don't know. Well, we never did that. Yeah, you did. Here's the evidence. And that's, I think, what we're trying to do, because I, I think that most of these I, I like these companies. I like corporations. Corporations have transformed the world in a positive way. The average life expectancy used to be 35 years. Now it's 80. Mm-hmm. Corporate, you know, free market capitalism, shareholder capitalism has done that. But something has happened recently where the managerial class is now unaligned with the shareholders and the customers. And we just have to come in here and realign them. I mean, that's our, to me, that's our duty as shareholders. That's good. Jerry Boyer's with us. He's the host of the podcast, Meeting of Minds, also the maker versus the taker. Jerry, uh, you see this, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up, in the boardroom and, of course, uh, you know, in the in the retail sector as well, the uh, crazy story about Bud Light and transgenderism and people yes. boycotting. I'm not a, really a big fan of boycotting, but, I mean, you can see what's happened in, you know, the shakeup in vice presidents and, uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch. This is a real thing. People have had some power here. It really is. And I've been meaning to talk to them because I do have some clients who own Anheuser-Busch shares at a substantial level, even enough that you could work together to put a proposal on the ballot. So there's, you know, there was somebody ahead of marketing and she's on leave. But I'm sorry, that's not good enough. How did that happen? 
And I think a lot of corporations, and I brought this up with Pfizer. They just had uh, you know their annual meeting. I don't know if either of you watched the Grammys, but if you no, I missed them this year for the first time in a long time. Missed much? Yeah, did you did you see the video of the of the um, the uh, song Unholy? Oh yes, I did see that. That was something. All right, so devil worship. Yep. Uh, music, yeah. uh, a guy in a devil suit, right? Sam Smith, all sorts of hey, hey, Sam Smith, just terrible, terrible stuff. And boom, what happens right after that? The Grammys brought to you by boom. There's the Pfizer logo. Hmm. What kind of, you know, branding from hell, pun intended, you know, uh, given that this, they, they just are associated with a satanic ritual. Um, and I wrote to them and they said, look, we sponsored the Grammys. We didn't sponsor that segment. And I said, let me tell you what people at home saw. Yeah. They saw a writhing devil guy, and then they saw brought to you by Pfizer. That's what they saw. Doesn't matter what's in the details of your contract. Can you have one Midwestern Christian mom in the room next time? Uh, Somebody who's like somewhat aware of how 70% of the country thinks? Because your marketing department doesn't know your client base. Right. I mean, pharmaceuticals are kind of for old people. Right. I'm old. I do a lot. You know, I use a lot of medicines. Right. Um, Banking is, um, you know, these old old style banks, you know, um, it tends to skew a little bit older. Disney is serving families. Uh, Beer drinkers are probably not like super into guys who think they're girls. Um, So. What what's happening here where these marketing departments are what atoning for working for a conservative beer company by pushing the limits or shaking us up or trying to go for some kind of social goal? They need to they, it, it, you do not hire the quote unquote most qualified marketing director. You need to vet these people to see if they actually have any respect for the values of the people who are buying the product, because otherwise you have to watch them constantly or you get a guy who prances around as a girl on your Anheuser-Busch canister Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of people saying, I'm done with your product. That's Jerry Boyer. You can check out his latest book, The Maker versus the Takers, what Jesus really said about social justice and economics. Jerry, first off, thanks for being with us today. Second of all, tell us what's going on at your podcast, Meeting of Minds. Meeting of Minds is uh, very much focused on uh, these issues right now. I've been talking to a lot of state treasurers because they're waking up. They're realizing that the, their pension plans, that you know, retired police, retired teachers, that their pension plans have been ideologically captured and they're voting. I mean, I just, I just looked at Texas's pension plan. They're voting. They're voting against fossil fuels. And they don't they don't understand that because. The people who aggregate the Black Rocks of the world or the, the the Wall Street firms are voting contrary to the values uh, and the interest of the state. So I'm spending a lot of time talking to these state treasurers, and they are waking up and they're they're doing something about it. Again, this is another tide turner. I'm seeing the tide turn. A whole lot of conservatives and Christians said it's lost. Corporate America is lost. Nothing's lost. You know, in the end, God. You know, that's up to God. But don't tell me something's lost before you go and try to find it. Mm. So I would urge anybody, you're a shareholder in anything, go and try to find the lost. And you might be surprised what happens. Excellent. Jerry, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your advocacy, for your common sense and your wisdom on our behalf. Really appreciate you. Thank you. 101.5. 
W-O-R-D. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Psalm 119.9. Charles Stanley gave his life to the Lord as a young man, and he received his heavenly reward April 18th, faithfully serving to the age of 90. We treasure the life and ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley and invite you to pay tribute to his influence on you and your family's life by logging on to our station website. Share your appreciation for the life and ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley by going to wordfm.com. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline... You could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune Legal Helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. You might think this sounds too good to be true, but we think it sounds like Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. It feels amazing and is so gentle you can wear them all day just like your other favorite Skechers sneakers. And not only will you be getting the massage, you'll also be getting Skechers' other famous comfort features, like a special luxury insole that offers extra support for 24-7 comfort. Plus, they come in a variety of fashionable styles, including lace-up and slip-ons, and they're machine washable for easy care. Get a bonus massage in every step with Skechers' new massage fit. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. I'm Lynn Hayes Freeland, talk show host. The Way Home is a free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn about credit counseling and the Match Savings Program, where qualifying participants can receive up to $5,000 toward a down payment and closing cost. Join us Saturday, May 13th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. $5,000 match savings program is subject to terms and conditions, including income requirements. Call 412-261-8109 for details. April's National Poetry Month. And speaking as someone who hated poetry, absolutely hated it. Until about, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago. Um, I look forward to this month. We try to read a poem every day. Sometimes they're silly. Sometimes they're short. Sometimes they're long. This is a poem that John started to read yesterday (laughs) at the end of our show. And then... Just ran out of time. Oh, too long there. And, you know, so uh, I liked it so much, I've asked him to do it again. What's interesting to me about this poem is kind of the backstory that it's written by a man. His name is James Loughlin. And you think about uh, J and L. Steele. If you're old enough and old Pittsburgher, J and L. Steele had a huge presence as a mill right by the Parkway East, sure, yep. and then across on the south side as well. Mm-hmm. This is the son, this is the grandson of the original 
L. Mr. Lachlan. Mr. Lachlan. And so this James Lachlan was born in 1914. He died in Connecticut in 1997. So uh, he saw the rise and the fall of the steel industry. This is called this this poem is called Easter in Pittsburgh, and it's written I think in some ways as a memory of what he was going through as a boy growing up in Pittsburgh. Growing up as like a privileged grandson. Very much so. Right. Yes. Easter in Pittsburgh. Even on Easter Sunday, when the church was a jungle of lilies and ferns, fat Uncle Paul, who loved his liquor, so would pound away with both fists on the stone pulpit shouting, Sin, 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 and the fiery fires of hell. And I cried all afternoon for the first time I heard what they did to Jesus. It was something the children shouldn't know about till they were older. But the new maid told me, and both of us cried a lot. And so, Mother got another one, right away. And she sent away Miss Richardson, who came all the way from England, because she kept telling how her fiancé, Mr. Bowles Lyon, died suddenly of a heart attack. He just said one day at lunch, I'm afraid I'm not well. And the next thing they knew, he was sliding under the table. Easter was nice. The eggs were silly. But the big lilies were wonderful. And when Uncle Paul got so fat from drinking that he couldn't squeeze into the pulpit anymore and had to preach from the floor, there was an elders' meeting, and they said they would have the pulpit rebuilt. But Uncle Paul said no. It was the Lord's manifest, his will, and he would pass his remaining years in sacred studies. (laughs) I liked Thanksgiving better because that was the day Father took us down to the mills. But Easter I liked next best, and the rabbits died because we fed them beet tops, and the lamb pulled up the grass by the roots and was sold to Mr. Page, the butcher. I asked Uncle Robert what were sacred studies. He said he was not sure, but he guessed they came in a bottle, and Mother sent me away from the table when I wouldn't eat my lamb chops. That was ridiculous, she said. It wasn't the Lamb of God. It was Caesar Andachrome, Nibbles. But I couldn't. I just couldn't. And the year of the strike, we didn't go to church at all on Easter because they said it wasn't safe downtown. So instead, we had prayers in the library. And then right in the middle, the telephone rang. It was Mr. Shepsterd at the mill. They had to use tear gas. Father made a special prayer right away for God's protection and mercy. And then he sent us out to the farm with Mother. We stayed a week and missed school, but it rained a lot, and I broke the bathroom mirror and had to learn a long psalm. Easter in Pittsburgh. I love that. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is. You know what What? What really comes through in that is a child of privilege who's not in control of his environment. Mm-hmm. You know, is his, it's manipulated, shuttled about yeah right and and all every kid is shuttled about yeah but not as a kid of privilege no so when his maid gets sent away because what she was crying with him about jesus yes and then they had to get and then he had to get another maid right and her fiance already died and then the lamb the right. lamb died right because the lamb had to be sent to the and the eggs were silly but the lilies were beautiful 
right? And they had ferns in the sanctuary on Easter, which is a which is a real like early twentieth century thing. Right. And Easter was special because that was the day the family visited the mill. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah. A field trip to the mill on Easter. You go see your father's office probably. James Loughlin. Now, born in nineteen fourteen, when he graduated from college, his father in nineteen thirty two gave the son, the young college graduate, one hundred thousand dollars. Wow, how much would that be in today's money? Millions. This was the big this was the Great Depression. So a gift of $100,000. Now, with that, this young James Loughlin, he started a small publishing house called New Directions. And it was his goal to invite new young voices, literary voices, poets and writers onto the table to say, here, we'll publish your work. Now, for a long time, they didn't turn a profit. But finally, in the mid-50s, they flourished. Hmm. And they're credited with bringing name after name, names that we know today, Tennessee Williams, Ezra Pound, Hmm. people that became mainstream, all because of a steel owner's son based here in Pittsburgh and his love of poetry and the written word. It's fascinating. It really Really is. is. Happy National Poetry Month. That's such a great poem. I really loved it. I really love it. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-320-7171. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit. Providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees. This fun family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive. Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice, plus cryofacial for just $2.49. Defy your age, where your results are their business. 
Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com today. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years' experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price. 412-646-6262 or go to southpointtelecom.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Carolyn Bryant has passed away. She was 88 years old. If you don't know the name, Carolyn Bryant is a seminal figure in civil rights and race relations here in this country. In 1955, Carolyn Bryant was a former beauty queen, married with a mother of two, two children. And she was in a Mississippi grocery store when a 14-year-old African-American boy, Emmett Till, came into the store for bubblegum and was said to have wolf-whistled at her on the way out. A couple of days later, on August 28, 1955, Emmett Till was kidnapped, tortured, and shot. His body was tethered with barbed wire to a cotton gin fan and submerged in the Tallahatchie River. His mother, Emmett Till's mother, Mamie Till Mobley, insisted that her son's remains be displayed in an open casket, laying bare for news photographers and the public the horrors of racism in the Deep South. Those pictures splashed around the world, Mm -hmm. began to turn the tide of deep and hard lynchings that have gone on unfettered for more than 100 years in the Deep South. Lynchings and the horror of those. Now, what's interesting about Carolyn Bryant, the two people who were acquitted of the murder of Emmett Till. Her husband, Roy Bryant, and his friend, J.W. Millam. She testified at the trial about what she said was an incident that Emmett Till perpetrated upon her. But then years later, not that long after the acquittal of these two men in Look Magazine, they confessed to the murders. And, of course, Carolyn Bryant, her testimony was central to this. Mm -hmm. What happened to her and the shock of a Southern woman being accosted by a black man. She said that Emmett Till grabbed her hand and waist and propositioned her, saying, quote, he had been with white women before. He was 14. This was a long, long time ago. So her passing closes a sad chapter. There was talk for a long time about her being tried. Yeah. For misrepresenting herself on the stand that she was directly responsible for the murder of 14-year-old Emmett Till. But her passing this past uh, week at the age of 88 closes one of the sadder chapters. Professor Timothy Tyson in the year 2008, which isn't all that long ago, um, he said that in an interview with her, she told him the part about Emmett grabbing her hand and waist and saying he'd been with white women before was not true. That was included in his book called The Blood of Emmett Till. Um, But then the Department of Justice reexamined the case um, 
and then closed it in 2021 after they concluded they couldn't actually prove that she had lied because when they questioned her directly, she adamantly denied to investigators she'd ever recanted that story. Mm-hmm. Well, she said this. I've always prayed that God would bless Emmett's family, she said in her memoir, which further fueled questions about inconsistencies in her statements over the years leading up to Till's murder. She says, I am truly sorry for the pain the family has been caused. The Reverend Wheeler Parker Jr. is Emmett Till's cousin and the last living witness to the abduction. And he said today, after hearing of her death, quote, our hearts go out to the family of Carolyn Bryant Donham. As a person of faith for more than 60 years, I recognize any loss of life is tragic, and I don't have any ill will or animosity toward her. Even though no one will now be held to account for the death of my cousin and best friend, it's up to all of us to be accountable to the challenges we still face in overcoming racial injustice. The passing of Carolyn Bryant, the elusive accuser in the lynching of Emmett Till, dies at age 88. Remembering Charles Stanley. All of us are going to face death one of these days. And because he lives, we can face death courageously, boldly, and confident. A life of obedience dedicated to teaching others how to have a relationship with Jesus. Celebrating the life and legacy of Charles Stanley. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Republicans narrowly passing a sweeping debt ceiling package as they try to push President Biden into negotiations on federal spending. The start of efforts to avoid a potentially catastrophic government debt default this summer. Around the world, food prices are painfully high. However, on global markets, the prices of grains, vegetable oils, and other products, such as dairy, have fallen steadily. The sharp fall in global food prices and world commodity markets doesn't seem to have reached the real world of shopkeepers, street vendors, and families trying to make ends meet. What gives? Joseph Glauber, a former chief economist at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, says that in the U.S., for example, 75% of the costs are coming after it leaves the farm. He says the additional costs come from energy, processing, labor, and transportation fees. Correspondent Karen Shamas. This is SRN News. Tens of thousands affected. My friends, Tom Lewis for Cross International with a great big thank you to everyone who gave in our campaign to reach, rescue, and bring hope and the gospel to children right there in Haiti, Guatemala, and Nicaragua through Cross International Partners. Your gifts are literally transforming lives. 
Now there's still some work to be done. A lot of children waiting to be fed for the next year, receive clean water, a Christian education, other life-saving resources, and there's room for you to call right now, 866-806-2977. We've still got a lot of children in this campaign that need your help. You can give on the web as well at wordfm.com, the Cross International Banner, or one more time, here's the number to call, 866-806-2977. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history, and Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out something to head vanish into thin air learn the truth in swiss america's shocking report the secret war on cash this all-out war against cash is a war against the constitution against all freedom loving americans you must read the secret war on cash get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495 that's 800-630-1495 this all-out war on cash digital forms of currency too is growing daily so please get and read the secret war on cash Free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 9898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Cloudy tonight with occasional late night rain. Tonight's low 53. Periods of rain tomorrow, a breezy morning at a high of 59. Periods of rain tomorrow evening, otherwise cloudy skies. We'll see a low of 51. Rather cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 65. Sunday, periods of rain, some heavy. We'll see a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Beautiful day here in the city of Pittsburgh and across western Pennsylvania. However, we were saddened to hear about the passing of Hall of Famer, former Pittsburgh Pirate and NBA star and Duke University star, Dick Grote passed away today at the age of 92 years of age. Now, if you're too young to remember Dick Grote, we believe that we've got a treat for you here because we talked to Dick back in 2015, which we're going to air this conversation in just a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Dick wrote, uh, as John said, in case you don't know, some of the stats are truly incredible. National League MVP um, for the 1960 World Series Buckos. Um, he's in the College Hall of Fame, not just for baseball, but for basketball. Um, His first love. He is going to be inducted in the inaugural class of the Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Fame this year. He uh, is the first person to have his jersey retired in Cameron Indoor Arena for the Duke basketball team. Now, you think about how many great players have played for Duke. Dick Grote, from right here in Swissvale, was the very first player to ever have his jersey retired. It hangs from the rooftops at Cameron Indoor. But here's the thing. He played uh, two years of baseball at Duke before he was signed by the Pirates. So he was playing. If you think about this, he was playing baseball and basketball at the same time. Right. Bo Jackson-ish. Right. There are very few elite athletes who are able to compete in a really high level in multiple sports. Dick wrote here locally was one of those. He um, in the very last game he played for Duke. And I didn't know this until I read this in the trip this morning. He scored a career high 48 points. And again, I just want to highlight this is basketball. OK, he scored 48 points against North Carolina. That is a school record that stood for 37 years and remains still to this day the most points ever scored against the Tar Heels. Wow. And that's while he was playing baseball for the Pirates. Yeah. He was doing both of those things simultaneously. I mean, not at the same moment. Right. But in the same lifetime. In the same year. But what's interesting is when you look at these guys, and and Dick Grote, to me, you know, sort of his uh, exhibit A. He wasn't a giant man. Mm-mm. He wasn't muscle-bound. No. Nope. He looked like, like in quotes here, just a regular guy, obviously with a uh, supersized uh, physical skill set, but just regular. He made $5,000 playing for the Pirates in his rookie year. <laughs> now, I haven't even talked about the fact that he got drafted in the NBA mm. also. $10,000 he earned playing for the Pistons. And he hadn't graduated from Duke yet. Wow. So he got $5,000 playing for the Pirates. He got $10,000 playing for the Pistons. And he was still finishing up his degree at Duke. That's so cool. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to venture back in town, uh, back in time. From 2015, which just so happened to be our faith night that year, mm-hmm. we're going to go back and uh, look at the life and legacy of Dick Grote who has made Pittsburgh proud, and I would say Swissville proud as well. Stick around. The Ride Home, this is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, WORD. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The answer for anger is the gospel of Jesus Christ which is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to breaking this chain. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. 
My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. We're going to go back in time now because Dick Grote passed away today at the age of 92. And way back in 2015, Kath and I had an opportunity to sit down with Dick Grote, and he was able to share his life and legacy. So here's a look back. When you look back at the annals of great players who have played for Pittsburgh sport teams, at the top of the list has to be Dick Grote. Dick Grote, of course, was a major star for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but he also was a star for uh, basketball, Duke University, and in the early days of the NBA. And we're happy today on Faith Night to welcome Dick Grote to our show. Dick, welcome to you. How are you today, sir? Very good. I appreciate being invited on your show. Mm -hmm. Dick, we are so excited uh, to talk with you, and I think the, the place we the place we begin is you growing up. You're born in Wilkinsburg. Talk about the early days. Were you playing basketball and baseball both as a kid? Well, believe it or not, I, I played so much more basketball than I did baseball. It was unreal. My first organized baseball 
believe it or not, was my sophomore year in high school. Wow. Where I played basketball from the time I was five or six. My brothers put a hoop up in the backyard when I was just a baby. Dick, in reading about you, you were the uh, the last boy born into the family. I think I think I read eleven years separated you from your other siblings. So was that an advantage for you athletically to have older brothers who kind of taught you the game? Well, it's it, it, it it's a plus and it's also a minus. Both brothers are one is eighteen and one is nineteen years older. Wow. They ended up being at the University of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and uh, I ended up being four and five at the time they were at Pitt. And going down, my brother was a track man at Pitt. He had the half-mile record before Johnny Woodruff. Hmm. And I worked out with, with the track team and went to all kinds of Pitt athletic events when I was five and six years of age. So <laughs> ending up broadcasting for Pitt basketball... Um. It was kind of going back to deja vu, vu, the way I grew up. Very nice. So, Dick, are you saying that you didn't play baseball at all until you were in high school? Not at all. There was no such thing as Little League. Yeah. And you played a little bit of softball. You played some pickup baseball, something that I'm sorry that I never see anymore is a pickup baseball game. You got that right. In any borough, any place in western Pennsylvania, which is kind of disappointing to me. Yeah, it sure is, right? I mean, because there was a day that many kids just woke up in the morning on a summer morning and went out and played all day long. That is correct. Yeah. So, Dick, talk to us then uh, about uh, playing basketball. Obviously, uh, you were a great player and were offered a scholarship to Duke University. Tell us those stories. Well, it, it was... It was basically kind of an accident. I had represented the city of Pittsburgh both in 1947 and 1948 in the Hearst All-Star Game in New York. And I read an article that said they play big league baseball at Duke University. And I mentioned it to my older brother. And I was a senior in high school at that time. So he made a couple phone calls and found out one of his fraternity's brothers brother was John Michael Oson, who was coaching the Steelers at that time. Huh. And John had all kinds of connections at Duke. Dr. Sutherland used to take him there. In the spring train, Dr. Sutherland and Wade, and Coach Wade were extremely close friends. So John called down there and said, we have a kid up here that's a heck of a baseball player. He might be interested in going to Duke. Can we get him a scholarship? said, John, I'm sorry, I can't help you. He said, believe it or not, we don't get baseball scholarships. So he plays basketball, too. He said, how good is he? My brother said, he's supposedly very good, says his brother. So they invited <laughs> me to Duke. And I scrimmaged against the varsity for two days. And they gave me a basketball school. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. So you ended up being a two-time All-American at Duke. Talk about what that was like. I mean, the NCAA has to be a completely different now than it was then. Well, believe it or not, uh, in 1948, which was my senior year in high school, to go to North Carolina and see Cameron Indoor Stadium as it is today, that was, believe it or not, that was a state-of-the-art. It was only built in 40, it was built 41, but there, we didn't have anything in Western Pennsylvania like Camden Indoor Stadium. And as soon as I saw that facility, I said, wow, 
this is why I want to play my basketball. And so when they offered me the scholarship, I accepted without before I even left the campus that first visit. So it was kind of a foregone conclusion. I had never seen a facility like Cameron Indoor Stadium. Wow. So Duke and basketball go hand in hand now. Was that the case also then? I'm sorry, I missed that completely. Duke and basketball go hand in hand now. Is that the way it was when you went there also? Not really. In fact, a coach by the name of Everett Case was brought to North Carolina State. And he was the man that started bringing the northern player down south. Because back in those days, North Carolina, the state itself, did not have quality basketball, high school basketball. So all of a sudden, we all started going south. North Carolina ended up taking Frank McGuire from from St. John's and started recruiting a lot more heavily because of Everett Case. And we were part of the the first group that came from Western Pennsylvania. In fact, my senior year, our starting five, two from Philadelphia, two from Western Pennsylvania, and one boy from North Carolina. Dick Rode is with us, former Pirate great. Dick, um, talk about your intersection with the Pirates. Of course, growing up in Swissvale, you wanted to play at Forbes Field for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, you met Branch Rickey, and he knew about your baseball baseball exploits. Of course, uh, Branch Rickey, famously known for breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball with Jackie Robinson. But Branch Rickey, he touted you and made you an offer on the spot, right, that uh, you should play baseball for the Pirates, and uh, you kind of sealed that deal with a handshake. We sure did. I was a junior at Duke at the time, and I had one more year of eligibility, and he made the the rash statement to me at the time is, if you'll, your father will sign a contract, I was only 20 then, I'll start you against the Cincinnati Redlegs tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I said to Mr. Ricky, that's not even fair. You know I want to play Major League Baseball, but I owe my senior year to Duke to play basketball, baseball, and I'm going back. He said, but you make the same offer to me, I promise you I'll sign with the Pirates. At that time, there was no such thing as a baseball draft. So we shook hands. He said, you have a deal. And he never again brought up signing until I came back from the College World Series in 1952 on Sunday night. He called me on Monday. I went in with my father. Signed with the Pirates, joined them the next day, watched one game, pinch hit a game, and played every game the rest of the season. <laughs> now, that's amazing to think that you spent zero time in any minor league system. You walked on the field, and there you were in the big leagues. I mean, did you realize, Dick, at the time what you were doing was exceptional, extraordinary, that, you know, there all of a sudden you were a kid out of the College World Series, and then you were playing in the big leagues? Did that, did that sink into you? Well... Very much so. An amazing reason, obviously, was in those days, in 1952, 53, everybody had to go in the service. So I knew that I was going to have to go in the Army. So my point was I wanted to play Major League Baseball to find out how deep the water was and whether I could ever hit Major League Pitcher or not. I was fortunate enough that year 
to lead the Pirates in hitting. <laughs> so you did okay. Yeah, you could hit the ball, couldn't you? So did that surprise you, Dick? I mean, did you think, wow, I'm not sure I can do this? And then were you surprised at your success? Believe it or not, you're overwhelmed for probably the first three or four weeks. But when I joined the Pirates, we were very bad, remember? Mm-hmm. So we're, they weren't going anyplace with or without me. So Mr. Ricky could afford to gamble like this. And it worked out perfectly because once I settled in, I started to hit the ball extremely well. And the next thing I knew, I was leading the Pirates in hitting. Outstanding. So, Dick, growing up in Swissvale and making the trip down into Oakland to see the Pirates play, and then all of a sudden, there you are, standing on the field, wearing a Pittsburgh Pirate jersey and thinking, you know, I belong here. What was that like for you? I mean, I'm sure your mother and father had to have a great sense of pride when they saw you on the field. You were feted, I'm sure, in Swissvale and all across western Pennsylvania as a, a kind of a, a, a local boy makes good. Well, my, my father was extremely proud. He loved baseball. And he and mom went to an awful lot of games at that time. But it, it was, to me, we were terrible in 52, if you recall. And yet, to me, every day was like Christmas morning. That's all I'd ever done was play basketball and baseball. So playing on the Pirates at Forts Field, boy, I was I was really living for a young man. I can promise you at age 21. I bet. That's good. But then help us to understand how the timeline worked, because you signed with the Pirates, but then you were drafted into the NBA in 1952 as well. Well... It just so happened that I needed one more semester at Duke to graduate. And I ended up, believe it or not, going back to school because academically my grades were very, very good. So I was deferred from the service for that one semester, the the winter of 1952-53. And the minute I graduated, Uncle Sam said, it's time for you to come to work. And I, and I ended up going in the service. But... Prior to that, I finished the season with the Pirates in 52, and the Pistons got me a private plane and flew me back from Durham to to Fort Wayne or Durham to to New York, Durham to Philadelphia, whatever it took. And I was only carrying one or three classes, one on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I could fly to New York Tuesday morning and play Tuesday night, fly back and go to class on Wednesday, fly to Philadelphia. All the NBA teams were in the East at that time. Dick, that's amazing. I mean, I can't imagine what that time in your life must have been like. I mean, the girls must have loved you, Dick. Believe it or not, I was having a ball. I bet you were. I had more fun in my life than playing (laughs) in the NBA. And, of course, I, I was only carrying a very light schedule at Duke. Then I finished that, though. I knew that was the end of my NBA career. Except I thought I might be able to play again when I get out of the service. But Mr. Ricky would not allow it when oh. I came back out of the Army. I see. So, Dick, I'm sure you've heard this before. A lot of people would say to you, well, you know, you were Bo Jackson before there was Bo Jackson, that you had great success playing two professional sports. Um, it's a shame that Mr. Ricky wouldn't allow you to play basketball at the same time you had ba- uh, baseball in your blood as well. Well, I wanted to and <clears throat> thought 
I had done it all my life, high school and, and college. <clears throat> I thought I could do it for at least a couple of years. But his argument was that I used uh, Gene Conley. He played with the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, and also with the Milwaukee Braves. But he said, that won't work, young man. He said, he's a backup center to Bill Russell, doesn't play that much. He's a starting pitcher only every fifth day. He said, you're a starting point guard, and you're starting shortstop. The human body can't take that kind of beating. Wow. Did you resent him for that at the time, Dick? Not really, because he had treated me so fairly and had lived by his word right along, and I had great respect for this man in every possible way, and maybe he was right. I looking back on it he probably was but at that time when you're young you think you can never wear out Pittsburgh Pirate great Dick Grote is with us. We're talking about his life and his career. Dick, um, of course, the time he spent with the Pirates, extremely productive, uh, culminating in the 1960 World Series championship where you were most valuable player for the year uh, and in the series as well. Um, Dick, can you talk about that? Um, For many people who are baseball uh, fanatics, they would look at Game 7 of the 1960 World Series and arguably for a lot of people, the greatest baseball game ever played. I'm sure you've thought about that uh, game tremendously. Uh, what's your memory of the game and your part in that? Believe it or not, I felt very much so, and I still do, what a great game that was. There was not a strikeout in the whole game on either team. The score, the final score was 10-9. to 9, And when you think about it now, that game was over in two hours and 35 minutes. What? Today they can play three one games in <laughs> three hours and fifteen minutes. You've got that right. And it's it was just it was just a special game and when it was all over, numerous players on that team, Mazeroski, Burden and myself, have gone over it many times and said, Believe it or not, we were a team of destiny that year. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to win. No doubt. The ball that Bill Burden hit was a tailor-made double play that took a bad hop and led to a five-run inning. I mean, it was just the Lord was on our side that year, I believe. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. So when it was all said and done and Mazeroski hit that home run, I mean, you had to pinch yourself. I mean, what an amazing feeling. A guy from Swissvale on part of the, uh, you know, the world champion Pittsburgh Pirates at your at home field. field. I mean, just an amazing thing. Well, just being a member of the Pirates was was so special, and it, it's like I had a broken wrist. I broke my wrist on September 6th, and I was afraid I was going to miss a World Series, and I finally talked Dr. Feingold into taking off the cast early, and believe it or not, it healed rather quickly, and I said, I don't want to even think about missing a World Series having played for my own hometown greatest thrill in the world to play on a world championship in your own hometown. And remember, we had never seen a winner having grown up the preceding 30 years. Yeah. Take a break. Be right back. It's John and Kathy on 101.5. W-O-R-D. For a bunch of years now, we've been telling our story on Christian radio stations across the country, meeting thousands of awesome people, 
like Lindsay here, who was nice enough to share this with her radio station. This is our dream home, and through United Faith Mortgage, we were able to make it even better than what it was. Ryan answered all of our questions. We never felt like it was too dumb of a question. They were so kind in how they responded and so quick, and they met all our concerns that we had. They were just a huge blessing to our family. You absolutely have to use them. They are the best. Over the last few years, most of our homes have boomed in value. If cashing some of that out would help you, whether for home updates or paying off credit card debt with much higher interest rates, we are United Faith Mortgage. On all refinances, we pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Noble Gold Investments has made it their mission to stay on top of the most important economic news. Three bank runs in the last month. These are the second largest and third largest runs in history. The government is taking steps to guarantee all deposits. That means more money printing. Plus, the Fed is sitting on unrealized losses of $1.2 trillion on their $8.3 trillion bond portfolio. And the Fed will continue to raise interest rates even if they tank the economy. Do you know who are the only ones not afraid? The ones that are invested in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is the most stable asset outside of any government control. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to get their hands on gold. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com to secure your wealth now. Use AIN Network as promo code if you want to get a free five ounce america the beautiful coin with each gold or silver ira if you qualify noblegoldinvestments.com noblegoldinvestments.com terry we're Dennis here from the gateway clipper celebrate mom with a family aboard a mother's day cruise sailing sunday may 14th all moms will receive a special gift from all of us at the clipper for reservations visit gatewayclipper.com trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Cloudy tonight with occasional late-night rain. Tonight's low 53. Periods of rain tomorrow, a breezy morning at a high of 59. Periods of rain tomorrow evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies will see a low of 51. Rather cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 65. Sunday, periods of rain, some heavy. We'll see a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. talking to Dick Grote. Dick is the first man ever inducted into both the college basketball and college baseball halls of fame, celebrating faith night together. You were a World Series winner in Pittsburgh. Um, 
Were you still playing basketball, like, as a hobby? Is it something that you missed greatly at the time? I always miss basketball. To this day, I miss it. I'm too old now to play it, but I I dearly love the game of basketball. and I've always said I was a better basketball player than baseball player. Mm-hmm. Dick, I truly look- believe that. Dick, when you look back at, at all the guys you played with, you know, it's, it's a special fraternity, whether it's the NBA or Major League Baseball. But um, when you look back at all the men you played with, there's got to be certain relationships or friendships, guys you played with on the field. You thought, man, that guy's a great player. Do you, can you list off a few guys who were at the top of your list of, of favorite guys that you played with in Major League Baseball? Oh, Bill Burton and I roomed together for years. We're still very, very close friends. Hmm. In fact, any time you play on a team that fights for a pennant, whether it be the 58 Pirates, the 60 Pirates, the 63 Cardinals, the 64 Cardinals, having gone to a pennant race with these people, living that pressure day after day after day coming down the stretch, you you just never lose that friendship. We're looking forward to Gordon coming back here in, in August, and I'm told that every remaining player that's still alive will be back at PNC Park on August 28th, 29th, 30th, whenever it is. And so it'll be a massive reunion. Uh, hopefully you'll be there as well, right? Yes, definitely. Oh, how fabulous. Excellent. Hey, so talk about that, Dick. I mean, you know, uh, baseball today, when you watch the game, especially from a fan perspective, it's so transient and so mercenary, right? I mean, guys that you who were on your team last year are gone. They're signing a, a multi-million dollar contract with somebody else. But when you were traded from the Pirates to the Cardinals, that hurt you deeply. I'm reading this so much so that you, you sort of cut all ties with the Pirates. There was a deep emotional connection with the Bucks, and you didn't want to have any dealings with them. Talk about that. Well, it was a tremendous disappointment for me to be traded from the Pirates to the Cardinals. And now when you look back on it, sometimes the grass can be greener on the other side of the street. Yeah. And the Cardinals treated me extremely well. Mm. I was fortunate enough to play in another world championship. And again, when we had our reunion last year, the 64 world championship Cardinal team, as a sports writer came to me and said, I can't believe you guys. You'd think you'd never been apart. Hmm. It's such a close relationship. Hmm. And I told to him the same thing I said to you. Whether it be the Pirates of 58, the Pirates of 60, the Cardinals of 63, the Cardinals of 64. When you go through the pressure of a pennant race, win, lose, or draw, you never lose those close relationships you develop. Do you feel like players today, Dick, have a different type of relationship because they don't stay as long? I don't know that that's true. I mean, obviously, they have a different approach to things than we did. I mean, they have training rooms and and all that. We never touched the weight the whole time we were in baseball. And it's, it's a situation where they make enough money they can afford to do that. All of us had jobs in the off season if we had children. Yeah. Hey, Dick, I'm wondering about, uh, you know, your two uh, World Series rings. Where are they, and do you ever wear them? I have 
the pirate ring, <clears throat> I had the cardinal ring stolen here at the golf course many, many years ago. Hmm. Really? And the pirate People wanted to see a World Series ring, and they went up, and I took them up for them, and next thing I knew, they went up, both of them were gone. And then a, a, a dear friend of mine had the pirate ring remade for me, so I still oh. have, I do have the pirate World Series ring. Wow. So talk about your mom and dad, um, Dick. When you were traded to the Cardinals, um, did they come and see you play? Were they as disappointed as you when you transferred allegiances? Believe it or not, my, I brought my mother and father to the World Series in 1964 because my father was a great deal older. In fact, he was right at 50 when I was born. So you can imagine how old yeah. he was. Yeah. And he, that was the last baseball game he was really able to see. He lost his eyesight between the 64 World Series and the 65 season. But he and mother loved the game. In fact, uh, in those days, the Cardinals were broadcast on a radio station called KMOX, mm. which has it's had the same power as KDKA. So that summer, 63 and 64, they could listen to the to the Cardinal games huh. at night on KMOX. Wow. Outstanding. Dick, you know, uh, it's really cool that still, um, even in your 80s, you're, you're the color commentator oh, yeah. for Pittsburgh, for Pitt basketball. We listen to you on a regular basis. Uh, you, you've had an amazing career. I mean, what a great life. When you look back at that, and I'm sure, you know, now in your 80s, you do spend some time looking back on, on how God has blessed you in all this. I mean, um, it's just been a fantastic uh, career, uh, a, a terrific life. Um, you got to feel good about things, uh, how they've turned out for you, right? I've always said I was the luckiest person in the world. Everything just seemed to fall into place for me. Even the big hurt I had the winter of 62, 63 when I was traded. But again, worked out well for me. I ended up in another World Series. And even more importantly, I hit in front of Stan Musial an entire season in 63. And what a privilege and what a joy. Mm. I bet it was. See, what about that? Um, when you saw Stan Musial hit, uh, you were surrounded by some terrific hitters. Was he the greatest pure hitter that you ever ever were uh, witnessing? Uh, he was, first of all, he was 42 at this time. Wow. So it was the end of his career. But he was such a joy to be around as a man, as a person, and certainly as a player. Stan was a class gentleman from get-go. Huh. Uh, Dick, take us up to the present. Um, talk about, you know, you've had a long on-air relationship with Bill Hillgrove. Do you love watching the Panthers play? Do you still love being immersed in college basketball? Oh, I love I love college basketball. It's a, it's, I just enjoy walking into Peterson Event Center every time the Pirates play. Yeah. And it's, you know, having grown up in Pittsburgh... You're a Pirate fan, you're a Panther fan, you're a Penguin fan, you're a Steeler fan. That's good. Well, Dick, uh, we certainly enjoyed our time with you, yeah. and we just. No, uh, but before you leave us, we got to ask you about this year's Pirates. Yeah, are you are you watching this year's team? Very closely, yes. Okay. This is a very very good baseball team. Okay, so get, break it down a little bit for us. What do you see when you watch this team? What do you like? Well, first of all, they get the big hit constantly right now. They're all swinging the bat. Marte 
is sensational left field. He has a great arm. He can really run. He's a fine hitter. McCutcheon in center field. I mean, and Polanco is bringing them back to the point where the Pirates probably have the most solid outfield in all of baseball. Yeah. And the pitching staff has been just awesome. And I think A.J. has heard them if he can't come back, but he certainly did a lot to help this yeah. pitching staff when he did return to Pittsburgh. He sure did. And overall, Cole is going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to be one of the top pitchers. He'll be a candidate for the Cy Young Award this year. He sure will be. Power's defense is good. They're starting to get a little more punch for long ball and just a lot of speed, good arms in the outfield, good defense. The youngster come in from Korea is playing extremely well. He sure is. So the part front office has done an excellent job in building this team. Well, that long, historic drought of 20 consecutive losing seasons, let's hope that goes in the rearview mirror for, for a, a long, long time. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Dick, well, I feel very much so. This, this team has a chance to go all the way, especially with the Cardinals, the injuries they have right now, losing their, their, their star pitcher right off the bat and their biggest RBI men. They're struggling to score runs right now. Yes, you're right. Okay, well, let me tell you, Dick, I, I'm happy to know that your allegiances are still with Pittsburgh over the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, this has been such a pleasure for us. I can't tell you how excited we were to talk to you, and um, this has just been a thrill. Well, thank you so very much. I very much enjoyed being with you folks, and I hope the broadcast comes out okay, and it was a pleasure just being on your show. Well, Dick, the pleasure is ours. Thank you so very much. And we look forward to seeing you back on the field of PNC Park here at the end of August with all the rest of the Pirate greats. Thanks an awful lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice being with you. And you as well. Dick Grote, Pirate great, here on Faith Night. Let's go Bucks. WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so that he who shed his blood according to the purposes of God for the people of God, that one was worthy to open the scrolls to show the purposes of God, and he's the one who is worthy to open the gates for the people of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And Jandy Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. 
We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Yep, that's the plan. Yeah, it's good to have a plan. Mm. Hey, listen, um, the Church of England, <coughs> excuse me, the Church of England uh, says that um, single people should be celebrated and not seen as lesser than coupled people. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's fine, right? Of I think that's good. Yep. A 200-page report. Paul said it was better. Better to be single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it took the uh, Church of England 200 pages to reach the conclusion that, of that. Paul, that Paul did mm-hmm. like three sentences. Their 200-page report is titled "Love Matters." After all, it notes Jesus was single too. Mm-hmm. The report, which was published yesterday by a Church Commission on Families and Households, urges people to honor singleness and single-person households, and to be open to reimagining a society that allows everyone to thrive, including the unpartnered. The commission, quote, believes strongly that single people must be valued at the heart of our society. The report says Jesus' own singleness should ensure that the Church of England celebrates singleness and does not regard it as lesser than living in a couple relationship. The report notes that a growing number of people in society are not in a relationship or living with relatives and that singleness can be, quote, a deliberate choice. An individual may not be in a relationship for myriad reasons, the report says. Sometimes the right partner has not been found, and sometimes separation, divorce, or death has resulted in the loss of a partner. Church leaders appear to be looking through a more modern lens when it comes to traditional religious teachings, relationships, and family constructs. The Church of England has long taught that marriage is a gift from God. I'm sure they're not still not throwing that away. I'm sort of, I'm reading here from uh, the Washington Post. With a goal to procreate and raise children in the Christian faith. Yes. As recently as 2019, guidance from the church noted that sex outside marriage is regarded as falling short of God's purpose for human beings, and that for Christians, marriage, that is the lifelong union between a man and a woman, contracting with the making of vows, remains the proper context for relationships and sexual activity. Wait, they affirmed that? Yes. Okay. In uh, 2019. Okay, great. So... I think it's a, I mean, I don't know anything about the Church of England. 
I mean, I mean, I the primary. I know, I know. Generally, what they England. believe, I get their like theological precepts, yes. uh, or at least most of them. But I don't get the, the practice of it. I do like affirming singleness, though. Sure. Especially in the American church, and I know we're we're going back over the pond here, but I do think in all of our church programming that has marriage classes and parenting classes and kids programs, which are fine, is that we don't have a whole lot of integrating singles with married. I I don't just I don't see that there's a need to be segregating people into different categories all the time. See, I I miss that because I, I, to be honest, I don't think about it. I'm, I'm married. I have single friends at church, but I don't feel as though I'm being uh, exclusionary. They, I wonder how they would feel. Maybe so. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure on Sunday morning there's a little bit of something there. I don't know. Maybe at, um, I think bigger churches with larger budgets struggle with this a little more a because, singles ministry because they well because they can't because they have all those programming options right you know they might have a class for new parents or they have you know the youth group they have the marriage class they have and so people who are single end up being like so there's nothing for me whereas i think a smaller church people end up doing things all together anyway right because they don't have the and they don't have the option to program specifically like that but i wonder so if there is a singles program then it does all of a sudden become about you know let's couple up let's start to date like we're doing this because that is i mean that is part of it right i don't see then that's counterintuitive okay but um but what if that's not programming part of it but what if that's just a thing that happens of course so then that's just fine, a natural right? course, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's good that the Church of England would affirm this. Mm-hmm. Um, 200 pages to say that seems a little bit of a reach. It does. That's all. I don't it does. know. Churches, I, I, you got to feel bad for church, period. I just, you know, the wider, because they've got to address every particular single issue, every mindset. Make a statement. Right. It, not offend anybody. Be the church be, is failing us. And, you know. and people are going to come out on Twitter and cut apart everything that the Church of England said. It's being stupid and short-sighted and Well, if you're single, the church affirms you. Yes. And so let's you just are say welcome that. and hopefully not excluded in any negative way. There you go. Thank you. Here, here. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia from The Spring House, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound in inside to go along with that tasty tender chicken when i was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds all my mom wanted for mother's day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests so bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm fresh meal that we started all those years ago oh yeah live music and free cones for moms too let us share a little of our farm with you the spring house in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com Can you hear it? The cry of those living in darkness. 
in desperate need of hope. As their cries go up, we here at Cornerstone Television long to answer. We believe God is calling each of us for such a time as this to rise up and come to the battle line with the hope of Jesus Christ. Don't miss Cornerstone's Hope Arising special programming with Pastor Jim, Jason Howard, Matt Sorger, Apostle Connie Brooks, and Jay Gilbert. This is a special invitation for you to come to the battle line with us to link arms and see hope arise. Our mission to reach the nations remains strong, but we can't fulfill our mission without you. Tune in April 24th through 28th at 8 p.m. and discover how to be a strong force of light in the darkness. Watch Hope Arising on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. We did PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. To my newborn baby boy. The day you arrived was one of the happiest days of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV from that guy on the internet and insured it with Progressive. What a deal. Just know, son, I'll always be here for you. And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere. In my RV. Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I did not know this, but apparently there is a butter controversy. Has there been one in your house? Mm-hmm. Really? And yeah, absolutely. Okay, so two sides. Two sides of the butter controversy. The one side says butter should stay in the fridge at all times. Yes. The that other was my side, father's side. Okay. The other side says, you know what? You can leave butter in a dish outside. It's nice and soft. It's not going to spoil, and everything's going to be okay. And especially like when you have toast... You're ready to go. If you leave the butter in the fridge and then go to put it on bread, you've wrecked your bed, bread. <laughs> if you go to put it on toast, it's like clumsy and all the toast is crummy and it's a big mess. It's a big hard chunk. It's a big mess. My, Who wants to do that? My dad was like, look, you people in this house, really? he would say, you know, after I got married and had kids, you people in this house, you can't be leaving the butter out. Because really? the butter's, the butter's going to go rancid, huh. he, he said. doesn't go rancid. The agricultural department, they handle the butter grading standards. Mm. They say leave butter out for at most a day or two. Really? Mm-hmm. At its optimum quality. Okay. When it's but, particularly But the spreading hot, situation? No. Forget it. It's, no. it's a mess. I've done this. I've, I've had like... See, like having like family baked potatoes, so everyone's got a baked potato. Oh no, there's no more soft butter. Then you like go in the fridge, get some butter, put it in the microwave. Yeah, and then you melt it, and it uh, turns into a puddle. It's it's, a, you've wasted that whole thing. You forget that's over. <laughs> yeah, how about the butter crock? Have you seen those? That's where we landed. You have a butter crock? Yes. I should have known. That's where we landed. That was the happy medium. A big, so what is it? Okay, so you put your butter, you soften your butter first, leave it at room temperature, and Mm. then you put it in this little crock, Mm -hmm. okay? One stick? One stick. It fits exactly one stick. Okay. And then it... You're you're going to turn it upside down, and you're going to put it in a well of cold water. 
and that cold water seals it so it doesn't get rancid. I see. And it stays at room temperature, but there's a kind of a seal on it. Yep. Not the same seal as a lid, but it has a seal on it. Sure. Now, here's the thing. You have to change the water every day oh. because it will go bad. It will start to grow mold if you mm-hmm. don't change out the that. water. Right, okay. So it definitely, you, it's not the, it requires upkeep. Maintenance. It does require Butter maintenance. maintenance. But everybody in the family is now used to that. Mm-hmm. Now, I fear that I'm the only one who changes the water. <laughs> it's your job. So if Just I'm another hit job by a bus you. on the way home. Right. The butter's going to be moldy in like right. three or four days. And no one's going to change Nobody's the litter gonna, boxes. No, no one's right. going to do that either. Cats will no, suffer yeah. and the bread. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I didn't know that, that all of a sudden there was like more maintenance required with the butter. You it may that. sort of shade my enthusiasm. Well, what, why, what's, oh, so you're thinking about the crock. Well, right now, we just take a stick of butter, we cut it in half, and put it in a little you know, a little bowl, yeah. a carafe, a carafe sure. and it sits there. Okay. And then, you know, we use it. Does it have saran wrap on the top no. of it? No. Wait till your cats find that. Because <laughs> you know what there's going to be? There's going to be licking. Oh, no. Yeah. Lexi, am I lying? I didn't even think no, about it. No, you're so right. It's going to eat the butter. Oh, man. And then you're going to come down and you're going to be like, why does the stick of butter look weird? Oh, no. <laughs> no. And then you're going to eat it. And then next time you're going to realize what's going on. And you realize you've been eating the butter that your cat's been licking. So the little butter carafe? It, the little crock? It, it keeps it away from the cat. See, you learn something every day. Be Ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.